Alexa, what is the best podcast in the land? Here's pulling back the curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. This podcast is sponsored by Sumato Coffee. Sumato Coffee believes that coffee should be unique and high quality from bean to cup. Beyond that, it starts to become stale. At Sumato Coffee, they're incredibly concerned and transparent about when your coffee is roasted. That's why they put the roast date right on the bag. Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners receive a 20% discount off their order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit them at sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people, and what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with the rawest opinion while giving you the straight-up facts. No fake news here. I'm Jules. Oppress. We give sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. Alexa, what is the baddest podcast in the land? Here's Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. Season three of the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast is brought to you by Sumato Coffee. Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners will receive a 20% discount on your order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit their website at www.sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people? And what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with our rawest opinion, while giving you the straight-up facts. That's right. No fake news here. I'm Jules. I'm Chris. So on this episode, we pull back the curtain on Mastering Your Mindset and much, much more. Chris, what's poppin', baby? Jules, man, I can't call it, bro. Well, you know how we were bragging a couple weeks ago about how the weather was still decent and how we were still having a little last days of summer? Yes. Well, that falls here now, boy. <laughs> that falls here. Yeah, it is. I'm seeing all them leaves at the rake up and, and blowing somebody else's yard. And... Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, man. But you know what, Perez? It's still, it's still manageable. You know, you still go out there probably with just a light hoodie or a nice thick shirt. You know, it's not know, too it, bad. Yeah, you know, weather drop is still, still okay, still all right. You know, I think my issue is the fact that it's rained a lot and it's been all gloomy. That's the stuff that I don't like. Yeah, that 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 be putting you in a little bit of a a bad mindset. You know, so so obviously the episode that we're doing today, I think it's coming at a really good time, especially when we got this seasonal change coming in. Because I think a lot of people they kind of struggle during this time of year. You know. Oh right, you you know what you said it there. Because this this time of the year where, like you said, it's 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 gloomy, the weather changing, and and just people who don't have big families are, and this is the season for that, you know, family and being mm-hmm. happy and married. And if you don't have that, and then you kind of get into this this funk or depression, and then you know, then other things. So yeah, yeah. So definitely, hey, if you feeling that way, man, definitely talk to somebody, get some help. Like we all see on this show, it's that is not the end of the world. Well, man, how's everything going with y'all? Y'all got everything all set up there at the lake house, man. I oh, I, yes, sir. I haven't I haven't heard from you, so I'm like, I know you've been busy over there. 
Oh man, I've been working like a mule, man. <laughs> man, boy, just even though it's not a big spot, but still so much stuff cleaning and putting up blinds and anything that's going wrong, like uh anything that needs fixing, like the outlet, a couple outlets wasn't working. So I had to, you know, figure some stuff. Luckily it was a small thing, the uh circuit breaker, it was sticking out a little bit. So it was unplugged. So uh, uh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. You went to the board and you basically fixed it there. Yeah, yeah. Because yep. everything else was was cool, but this one was sticking out. So one of the neighbors, was an electrician. Oh no shit! Quite, yeah. So I was talking to him and he was, Press. I have to say one thing: the neighbors I have here, on point. I mean, they came out. Some of them got us gifts. My man LJ brought. The electrician I'm telling you about got us some mushrooms because he hunt and he's he found found these mushrooms and I told him I said well I don't really eat mushrooms but for you since you picked it I will you know wife ended up uh, she ended up frying it and you know had it wasn't bad it wasn't bad I'm not really eat mushrooms and stuff but we had like uh you know some burgers I put on there but long story short he came over I told him about it he came over and we was both looking at it and he saw that. You know, one of the things was sticking out. We both saw it. It was like, okay. So I went in, I went in there to plug something up and he pushed it in and, you know, and it, it started working. So I was like, cool. He saved me some duckies, man. I went to school in that area. And so in my time there, I didn't really experience anything with around my campus area that like was troubling. But there are some areas around Peoria that you got to be a little careful, you know, just when you're a black person, you know, they don't have too many of us out there in those in those parts. I was very happy to hear that you not only are being welcomed by the neighbors, but they're actually like chopping it up with y'all. So that's the thing here in this world that I think people need to just focus on people that are good people, right? Don't just judge people because, oh man, we got two black people that just bought a lake house over here. I don't know about this. Oh, no, the neighbors came over. They talked with y'all. They got to know y'all. I'm sure in that conversation, they're trying to see, hey, who are these people that just moved in over here? Because you know they're watching. Mm-hmm. You know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> yeah, yes, they are. Yes, they are. Hey, Prez, I thought about you because the neighbor to the left of me, we was talking, he came over, introduced himself. I was wrecking the um, leaves. And he came over, and he was like, where are you from? I said, Chicago. He said, you know, you, you think I'm a Bears fan, but I'm a Packers fan. And I looked at him, I said, huh? All the way out here, you a Packers fan? <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, uh, all right. I said, yeah, you, you kind of happy because uh, your team went in, in one of the week. So he said, yeah, you know what I'm saying? He, said, he talked about one of the neighbors. I forgot his name. That, you know, he really busted his balls about it and stuff. I said, well, I ain't going to hold it against you then, I guess, man. But but that's interesting, though. You know, Pac fan all the way over, out here. I can't wait to meet Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I thought about you instantly when he, when he said that. And I was like. Man, I said, man, I need to put you on DB and just listen to these guys here for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to put Frank, you on. But, but, but Frank, Frank about, he almost said, me. All right. <laughs> wow, you know what, Frank, I'll give you a pass. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's why I looked, that's why I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man, I don't want to get too much into the Bears. They are who we thought they were. They got that ass whooped on Sunday. But we're on to to the 49ers, and hopefully they can right the ship there, Jules. But I do want to chat with you about the Bulls. They did lose on Thursday night. However, that was a really close game. And if the Bulls play like that all season, if that's how their losses are going to be, 
man, I'm going to take this season all day long, 4 and 1. And they got uh, Billy Donovan. He's got that team playing hard. They play together. I'm really liking what I'm seeing from the Bulls. And we deserve it here in Chicago. You know, we're coming off the Chicago sky, doing their thing. But the Bears continue to be the Bears. So they're very happy, though, with the Bulls, uh, Jules. They've been balling their asses off, man. And I will definitely get to a game. I haven't been in a game in a while, but I will definitely get out there and get back on the bandwagon, you know, get back on with the, with the, with the Bulls because it's been a prayers. You know, it has been a minute. Our team has been that good. But, you know, hearing this, like, man, all right, I got to get back to watch a basketball gear. I kind of boycotted the team for a while there. They, they were making some moves that I didn't like, and I said, you know what? Why am I going to spend and invest my money and time in a product that don't care about the fans? You mm. know, so, you know, I got back into it last year when they got rid of uh, Gar Foreman. So, you know, I'm one of those people that, you know, I just like to hold my teams accountable because I'm starting to get to that point with the Bears here soon that I may be like, all right, Uh-oh. you know, your season tickets may have to may have to go Uh-oh. because it's got to be about accountability. You can't just be out here taking the fans' money, selling all the merchandise to your fans because you know people in the town are loyal fans, but then you're not giving them a good product. That's not right. So True. And that's my problem in a lot of these sports franchises that they don't think about the fans, but the fans are the ones that are responsible for all of that. Without the fans, y'all ain't got nothing. Right. Keep you employed, putting money in your pockets. Get a squad out there where we can go get behind and root for it and and have these guys out here playing. And like you said, man, they're playing all far lowly because no matter what, we out there. That's the thing. We sure are. We (laughs) sure are. My last point on this before we get into our fair foul is, the Bulls, they honored Joe Kim Noah last night on Thursday oh, night. Nice. And nice. I love that, man, bro. He's one of my all-time favorite Bulls. I really loved everything that he brought here to this team, the grit, the grind. And uh, it was cool seeing him and some of his old teammates. They kept flashing up to the press box, and they were up there, you know, chilling and, and watching the game. You could tell they were into the game. They were – every time a big play happened down the stretch, they were, like, ooh and on and moving and stuff. I was like, man, you could tell. Once a Bull, always a Bull. So it was great mm-hmm. to see those guys come back. Man, I wish I was able to watch it, man. But man, that's that's what's up, man. I like Joe Kimo was just a hard player, man. He give he give his all when he get out there. He was so energetic and had so much energy and yep. just running up and down the court and talking to smack. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. Put his head down and just just truck it, man. Yep. I'll always think about him in two ways. That steal that he had against the Celtics where he went coast to coast and had that dunk and let out that screen. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then when he used to go after LeBron, like, remember that shit? Uh Him and LeBron had that Uh little rivalry. But we all, as as Bulls fans, we didn't like LeBron, right? And so when you saw one of your players that took that shit personal, he he made those Bulls heat games, they were like must-see TV. You weren't missing those games. No, no, no. He he definitely, uh, (laughs) he definitely, because they always talk about it. And uh, and, uh, one all-star game, they was playing together, and they was, they was, Teaming up, but but you know that's 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 that competitive nature, man. You, yes, you know, sir. You in the game, you love the person, you cool with them. But that time, game time, one forty eight minutes. Oh yeah, you my enemy. Yeah, in between the lines. I'm not to yep. compare because it's different circumstances. But I remember playing football in high school and competing against kids that I went to school with or that I knew from the neighborhood. But shit, man, in those lines though, uh-huh. you know how I get, Jules. I turn that switch on. I'm like, I'm out here trying to light you up. But then after the game, hey, how your mom's been? Like, <laughs> you know? right, yep. It's like a trans. And then as soon as that bell, as soon as that finished uh, bell buzzer does, uh, goes off, then you're back to normal. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I'll never forget that. It was a cat that went to my grade school. His name was Jonathan, and we was playing them. Uh, he went to St. Francis de Sales, and he was the quarterback. My coach let me do a cornerback blitz. I played corner, and he let me come in on a blitz. And I'm telling you, man, I tried to light that dude's ribs clean up. After the game, when I'm over here trying to talk to him about his moms, he's like, bro, he said, my ribs are killing me. <laughs> Dang. Dang. <laughs> I was like, I had to, okay. I just had to, I just had to let you know, <laughs> man. Woo, I wouldn't be a quarterback in any in any opposing team you was on. <laughs> <laughs> Back then, I was only like about 170 pounds, but you know, I always been a little strong, always been lifted. So, man, that was one of the things that the coaches used to always like about me. They're like, man, they like you tough, man. You you only got 165 pounds on you. They like, would well, you pack a punch? Mm-hmm. I'm like, fast. Yeah. Yeah, fast too, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, yeah. And our boy uh, Mike out there, if you listening, I still trucked you. Don't think I forgot about that. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. Damn, man. I forgot all about that. <laughs> oh, dude. Man. I think he even let out like a ouch or something. I forgot, man. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, did. <laughs> yeah. he, made, he made some type of noise and he fell back. Hey, Mike. <laughs> this man went on to play college football at the University of Minnesota. One, yep, of, the big, one yep. of the biggest dudes, the most competitive dudes I ever fucking know. We, me and him used to have some battles together, I'm telling you. And that's mm-hmm. that's the thing, though, when we talk on these episodes about being competitive, because there were times, man, me and Mike almost came to blows. But then an hour later, it was almost like the shit never happened. <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like, sometimes, man, when I get competitive, man, I... Or second there, I like I go to another place, but then when that shit's all over, I'm like, hey man, I was tripping, man. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> man, it'd be like that, man. People understand. Or oh yeah. Like oh, sports yeah. Well, understand. It's sports they understand. For yeah, sure. It's <laughs> but it's a little different now, man. I feel like now, man, when I see these kids, you know, I, I go to a lot of high school sports. You don't see a lot of that, you know, competitive nature, man. A lot of these kids, you know, they grew up together. They they they're cool from each other from the neighborhood, so they kind of you know they kind of do the buddy buddy stuff a little bit too much for me. And I'm gonna sound like an old head when I say mm-hmm. that. I don't care. I just came up differently, man. I, I wanted to beat the people I knew, especially against somebody that I knew. You went to grade school with me, or you come from my same neighborhood? Oh no, we gonna put up this W so that way when I see you around the crib, you remember what Rita did to you. It ain't okay. gonna be none of them. Oh, man, that's my boy Johnny over there, man. Man, I, I ain't seen Johnny in a minute. Man, oh, man fuck Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, hey. <laughs> yeah, it was different, though. Um, different mindset uh, back then, man, because yeah. it was a bit different mindset. I haven't really caught up on, but on the way to the world is now, I can I can imagine what sports is like that now these days. Dude, it's it's a, it's a whole different ball game. But Jules, let's get into this fair file, man. This one this week, okay. I think the audience and you both may look at me a little sideways. But uh oh, here we go. Okay, all right. Okay, sideways. So Jules, I got the quick backstory, and I'm gonna ask you what you think. Okay. So I had a buddy. You know, he was like, "Hey, man, can you um scoop me up?" And I was out at the gym, you know, and I was like, "Hey, yeah, I'm about to jump in the shower. Uh, give me 20 minutes. I'll come give you a lift." So I go pick my man's up. I get in the car and I'm sitting here like thinking, I'm like, well, 
the town that I, that I live in, there's a plant over here. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe it just drove through an area that, you know, from the plant, not thinking anything mm. of it, still driving. I still notice a little stench. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. I don't know what's going on around here. Drop my bands off. And now this odor just lingers and shit. I'm sitting up here like, man, who has some pole sausage with grilled onions in this, in this motherfucking whip? So I was like, I don't allow no food up in here. It was just heavy smell. And I thought about it. I'm like, wait a minute. I was like, was that him? So I just got to say, audience and Jules. Okay. Fair or foul on discussing with your friend that they had bad body odor. I, I just had to ask. Was this the first time you, you smelled the odor from him? Now, that, that's a great question, Jules. And now this is now the second time that I've noticed this with him. So he's an habitual, okay. stinky person. <laughs> you know what yeah I, I i would say it's fair to, to let him know what's up because you know what he probably thinking he's good nobody ever nobody said ever said something no right say so right. no that's no that's fair and it's ain't no ain't what you say is how you say it that's how my mom always put it so well, jules you know uh, i i struggle with uh, delivery sometimes but in this situation uh-huh. i handled it the way i thought i would think i would want somebody to discuss that with me right but like i just say hey man did you forget to put on some deodorant? And I was like, I've done that shit before. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I didn't yep. like that. You know, I'm not yeah. going to try to, you know, clown somebody. Because like you because said, it's all about the, your delivery and the way you, when uh, you say, say things, right? No, I could, no, it's fair. It's nothing wrong with you did. Yeah, I would do the same thing. But right, like I said, I would have put it the same. Man, dude, you, what'd you have? what you eat today? You had some eggs or something? <laughs> you know, so, you know, put in them, them, them lines. I said, yeah, make sure you... Uh, you know, you go on if you meet anybody, make sure you, you jump in the shower or something, man. Throw some of that brute on or something. <laughs> that was his problem. He probably was wearing brute. Slap <laughs> 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 some of that on, man. You be good. You be good, Pip. Go on out yeah. there. <laughs> but I, I, I had to say, I'm like, hey, man, I said, I know you be out here, you know, talking to these ladies. I was like, now, me, I'm one thing. You know, I was like, but now, nah, you don't want to be around no ladies like, like that. You know who you are. Come on now. You're a king. Let's go. Now, what was his what was his response? Oh, he said he was ripping and running around, and uh, he forgot to put some deodorant on. Maybe that's happened a couple of times, but you never know because sometimes with some people they could be on some meds, some meds, and it may like do something to them, or mm-hmm. like you said, the food they ate. Sometimes that don't agree with you, and it'll come out of your pores. So mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, man, I was like, hey, he stuck up my car, but you know, Uh-oh, maybe no, okay. Can't get that Rolls Royce and all messed up. Now. Oh, listen to this guy. Ain't got no damn Rolls Royce. <laughs> very, very humble vehicle over here, audience. Very, very humble. They call thousand dollars to change the light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Jules. <laughs> oh man. shit! No wonder you got that black card, cause man. Oh stop! I take, I take my I take my to the dude in behind the alley. Hey man, can't change this for me. <laughs> he said the, the dude that got the cigarette hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's his uh, name? Leroy Preston. Leroy Preston, yep. <laughs> Don't you know no good? <laughs> All right, let's get into these mailbag questions, man. Messing around with you. All right. All right, so the first one. This one comes over from Emily from Hensdale, Illinois. Oh. And Emily, okay. she's kicking the show off with the big hot button topic for the week. So big. Big subject here in Chicago, pretty much all over the whole world and the hockey world and so forth. She wanted to know, what are you guys' thoughts on the Blackhawks cover-up and audience before we start talking about this situation? I do want to warn you that this story is going to mention elements of sexual assault, 
So if this triggers you in any kind of way, I would just advise you to maybe fast forward a little bit. But, you know, this is going to be our subject here that we're going to talk about. Jules, this was a tough one, man, because in this situation with the Blackhawks, they prioritize winning over a human being and his well-being. And that shit just didn't ride well with me, yeah. man. Yeah, you know, I can, when I read up on this, it was, my God, you guys dropped the ball on this one. Because mm-hmm. not only you gave a brother a pass, the dude went on and did other things. Yeah, to a minor. Yeah, to a minor. Now, if you would have had handling right then and there, this would that would never happen. You guys dropped the ball big time. And Shane, you know, I know you got hit with a $2 billion uh, fine. But still, that doesn't take, you know, neglect the fact that this man was, this man was just, he was just bogus, just wow. I mean, how'd you, why didn't you just did, didn't deal with this in the first place? You could have handled it, and I know what it is. They was on that, they was on the Chep Stanley Cup run in the playoffs. They want to throw the chemistry of the team off. Cool. I understand that. But you could have handled, you could have handled that video coach. You could have handled that, you know what I'm saying, without involving them. Could have well, dealt with it. When you got a situation with a sexual assault going on, there is no way to handle that a certain way. You just handle it. And so right, the fact right. that yeah. you had the coach of the team, the GM, the team president at the time, yeah. each one of these individuals swept this situation under the rug. And I'm sorry, man, but you got some people out here that's like, oh, well, I get it. This stuff has been happening for years. Well, that's no different than the shit that goes on in the Catholic Church when they have these people that molest boys and children, and they just move them to a different uh, parish, and then they go and do this shit to somebody else. See, people sit here, they don't care about these situations when they happen because it's not happening to their child. Correct, yep. This is damaging somebody. This is a a child that he molested after molesting a grown-ass man because they didn't do anything about it. He just kept on doing the shit. He's a monster. I'm sorry. He a monster. Yeah, and he should have dealt with him. They shouldn't have been the bill right then and there. I mean, this brother was, was aggressive here. Brandish a, a bat? Yeah. And the fact that the player not only went to the organization, he went to a mental skills coach. He went to the Players Association in, in the Hockey League. No one did anything. It, it was when he had to go to a law firm. He went to General Block. And they were like, uh-uh, we're going we gonna to nip this shit in the bud. Right. They released a 107-page report, and I read through every page of that report, oh, and I'm wow, telling okay. you, I was disgusted. I was fucking disgusted. Now, I'm not going to sit here and lie that I'm the biggest Chicago Blackhawks fan. I have followed kind of casually when they won. So whatever, you could probably say more a bandwagon fan when it comes to the Blackhawks. I can't imagine how loyal, darhar Blackhawk fan that has a conscience feels about supporting this team, knowing that they prioritize winning a fucking Stanley Cup over somebody that was out here terrorizing people. The fact that his name was on that Stanley Cup and he got the hoisted cup. Man, that motherfucker should have been in jail. Great question, Emily. I was just shocked by the whole situation, the way they handled it. And I just want to give a little shout-out to Kyle Beach. That's the individual that we knew as John Doe. Uh He came out, and he said, hey, I was the person that that had that happen. And the fact that he had the strength to come out, because obviously, you know, that had to have been a traumatic situation for him. He even talked about when he was celebrating the Stanley Cup win and having to be around a person that victimized him. That's tough, man. That's yeah. really tough. Yeah. That's a strong brother there, man, because could you imagine being in the same room with somebody trying to do that to you? No. And the thing about it is, this person held your career over your head. That was the part that really bothered me. He's a disgusting human being. Not only did you make these advances, but now you're sitting over here putting somebody's career over their head. Well, if Mm-mm. this doesn't happen, then, you know, whatever, whatever. 
because he's the video game coach or whatever like right. that. Now, I don't know what kind of cachet that has on that organization, but the fact of the matter is he has the coach's ear at least. So you know, you probably had in this situation Kyle, who was a young kid at the time, was probably like, well, shit, I guess I got to fucking go forward with this shit because... Yeah, see, see, that, what, we talking about 2010. Now, 2010, things were still under the rug. Nowadays, mm-mm. It wouldn't have flooded nowadays. It would have been somewhere where he would have been on videotape, he would have got him on tape saying this or trying to do something. Ooh, that that video coach would have been, man, he would have been towed up. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have took this long, I'll tell you that. No. And so the Blackhawks now, you mentioned a $2 million fine, but the GM stepped down, the oh, team yeah. president stepped down, and then mm-hmm. Coach Q, who was the coach of that team, who's now gone on to coach the Florida Panthers, he also stepped down this week. And he issued like some little weak ass statement. I'm like, yeah, see, this is the thing with people. You can issue all these apologies and all this kind of stuff, but you aren't sorry. You get only sorry because you got caught. And it's the thing. This is coming from somebody that's made his fair share of mistakes. But I don't sit here and issue weak apologies. The best apology is change behavior. Right. That's what right. it comes down to. It goes to show you people, you cannot just sweep this under the rug. No because it's not look, now look at now look, look, Chris. Now look, everybody cleaning house. Everybody doing it. Everybody. Mm-hmm. All you had to do was when this stuff happened right then and there, you didn't have to make no big Philadelphia case about it. Deal with it. Deal with it how you normally would do. Bring up investigation and arrest and all that stuff. Just handle it. That's all. And then you had to deal with this. Now, everybody gone. Everybody losing their spot. And rightfully so, because they should have took care of that thing when it came across their desk. I remember... And I, Emily, this is just, I'm, I'm going to just tell you a quick sidebar um, of a time when I was in leadership and there was somebody on my team that came to me. They said, hey, you know, at one of the little company events that we had, one of the guys on the team had a couple too many drinks and he was persistently making passes at her and made her uncomfortable. Now, this was back in 2009. And so I remember when she said the shit to me and I'm sitting here like, man, what the fuck was he on? So I went to go talk to the cat. And, you know, he tried to point it off like, oh, it was no big deal. He was like, you know, she wanted it, this and that, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, whoa, 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 fam. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And this thing about me, I'm the same way in my personal life as I am in my professional life. There's no difference. So I still hit people with them ethers and the truth bombs. And I told this dude, I said, I said, that's not a good look. Fuck the work aspect of things. I was like, you realize that your brand is around here as a creep that's hitting on people because you think somebody had had one too many drinks and you think you're going to capitalize on something. That's some low-life shit. I was like, if you can't get it the right way, then you don't deserve to have it. And I said, now, if I have any more inklings or any other information on something like this, you're going to have a problem around here. Mm. And i tell you one thing. I ain't heard nothing else about this kid doing that stupid shit at the events. And I used to watch. I used to be see him out there. He righted his wrong. Now, somebody should have intervened and I'm saying in this situation with what this individual did, it wasn't a simple conversation like I had with this kid. The law enforcement in Chicago should have been involved. The Chicago Blackhawks should have filed the police report and a police right. investigation to go right. into this situation and not sit up here and say, we can't handle this distraction right now. What the fuck are you talking about a distraction? That was a crime. We ain't talking about somebody that hurt somebody's feelings online and said something to somebody that they didn't like. No, somebody was, they had a crime committed against them. Fuck your Stanley Cup. They should have just went all the way with it. Instead of giving the ultimate, this is what you're going to resign or we, we open up investigation. That was yeah. the problem. And then on top of it, 
They wrote this motherfucker a letter of recommendation that he was able to go and get oh. another job, and then that's when he committed the crime against that child. Oh. That was my other problem with them. So not only do you not give this guy any accountability for what he did to those people in your organization, you write him a fucking letter of recommendation and endorse him. That's that bullshit. Yeah. Brett, if you was going to do that, he should have went to exile. Emily, that's all I got on that. We're going to go on to our next question from Donald from Atlanta, Georgia. Jules. Mm -hmm. Donald says, I'm new to podcasting. You guys got any advice for me? Man, Donald, hey, hit us back. Let us know what's your podcast uh, top name and what y'all going to be talking about. But other than being yourself, I would say get that voice. Prez, I heard you talk about that a whole bunch of the times. Develop your own voice. That's what I would say would be the advice for me. You get your style, your voice, and and everything else will, you know, whatever your topics is, everything else will come in place because people will hear your voice and, well, you know, you might track listeners because of the way you sound. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the advice for me there, Donald. Okay. Respect that. So, Donald, for me, I got a couple things for you. And Jules knows this first thing that I'm going to say, but the audience, I don't think I've shared this with you guys. When we first decided that we were going to get into podcasting, and this was before the pandemic, you know, before COVID, and it was kind of just like an idea, kind of something that got thrown out there. And then, you know, we bounced it around a couple of times, then we finally decided to do it. Well, in the midst of all that, I remember sharing the news that I wanted to start podcasting with some people around me, family, friends, and this and that. And a lot of the responses that I got from people was like, oh, yeah, everybody's got a podcast, you know, or there's so many of them out there, blah, blah, blah. That's all I heard Mm -hmm. when I was hearing that from people. So my first piece of advice to you, Donald, is to not let anybody talk you out of following your plan. See, the problem is in this world that you have people that, they don't have the right mindset to achieve a goal. So they will then project that shit onto you because they don't have the ability to execute on anything. So don't let anybody talk you out of something. If it's something that you want to do in this world, do it. If you fail at it, at least you tried it. At least you did it. So don't let anybody talk you out of that. Because if I would have listened to those people that was telling me about how everybody's got a podcast and how there's so many podcasts out there, then I would have missed out on this opportunity that we've been able to do not only with this podcast, but the other podcasts that I have. We've been able to connect with audiences all over the world, having all these stories, all these people that reach out to us, all of you guys that ask us these questions week in and week out. That's a great responsibility to be able to have people that want to hear your thoughts on something. It's humbling. That's something that I don't take for granted. I don't take for granted any of you listeners because without you guys, we're nothing on this show. I mean, we're still the shit, but you know, we just <laughs> but we still but we still but we still uh, the shit on the podcast that nobody listening to. So <laughs> but we appreciate y'all. <laughs> hey, yes, sir. But I was just gonna say this, man. Um, there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there. But the one thing that I want you to think about, Donald, is be consistent because a lot of those podcasts they'll start and then they phase out after three or four mm. episodes. Yes. Yep. And you know why that is? It's because those individuals, they saw somebody else do a podcast. They're like, oh, that's easy. I'm going to do it. This shit ain't easy. I can promise you it's not easy. No, it's not. <laughs> See, people think it's just turning on the microphone and just talking, but there's a, a dedication that you have to do. You have to prepare. You have to do research. You got to be committed to doing this thing. This ain't nothing that just, oh, I'm just going to have some fun and, and play around and talk some shit. No, because if your shit don't have any structure to it, people go tune you out. So be authentic, 
So that's what Jules said. Find in that voice. Be consistent. But then be original. Don't copy mm-hmm. off of some shit that other people have already done. Because people are going to call you out. Now, I have three different podcasts that I do. And each one of these podcasts is different in setup, structure, and in nature. Nobody wants to sit here if they come across your other podcast and they're like, oh, man, that sounds just like pulling back the curtain. You will never be able to say that about any of my other shows. Set forth on your own path, Donald. Be willing to take constructive criticism. Don't get in your feelings if somebody disagrees with something that you says or if they tell you, hey, I didn't really like your show or I don't like your show or I don't think you should podcast. Whatever whatever it may be, you're going to hear a little bit of everything. Don't just side with the people that give you good love and give you feedback. You should take all feedback because I say constructive feedback is something that can help you to grow and to build because we've used that to improve on this podcast. There was a lot of people in the beginning when we started podcasting here for Pulling Back the Curtain that was like, hey, I listen because I like you guys, but y'all y'all were all over the place. You know, it was a lot of things people were saying. Your sound was off. I don't think you guys are taking this seriously. Like, I'm tuning it out. I heard all of that. I didn't get in my feelings. We rolled up our sleeves. We went back to the drawing board and we hit y'all with season two. And now we hitting y'all with season three. And shit, guess what? Season four coming in 2022. We ain't going to stop. So, Donald, you got to have that type of mentality, that type of drive and focus. He got a good, lot of great advice there. <laughs> a lot of great advice. I could go on and on about that kind of mm-hmm. thing, man, when it comes to this podcast thing, because it's not going to work if you don't have the right people that you're going to be doing the podcast with. Now, Donald, like Jules said, reach out to us, because I would love to learn a little bit more about what you're going to be discussing on your podcast if you're going to be doing it by yourself or if you're going to be doing with other people. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to be doing this thing with other people, it's going to be important for you to sit down with these other people and figure out what this podcast means to them. Do you guys all have the same vision and goals in mind? Because if any of those people are just viewing this thing as a hobby or just something to do for fun, but you're looking at this thing of like, hey, I might be able to do something else with this, it may not work. Because you got two different priorities that are going on. You're going to have somebody that may not be available to record half the damn time. You may have somebody that you depend on to do research in a certain area. They drop the ball. They don't do the research. So you can't then get on the show and say, oh, man, I didn't get a chance to do that research. Nobody wants to hear that shit. They're listening to your show because you guys said you're going to talk about X, Y, Z. So just make sure that you're doing this with people. If, If you are doing it with other people, make sure that these other people have the same drive, the same goals, and the same ambitions. Because I'm telling you, it is not going to work. The last piece, Donald, that I have for you, don't take it personal if your friends and family don't share your same enthusiasm with your show. They're not, because this is something that you're going to do. But I will tell you one thing. I noticed for when we started podcasting and when I've now branched out and started to do other podcasts and that other podcast now has a network deal and a lucrative DraftKings sponsorship, people take fucking notice when stuff like that happens. And guess what? I know the people that's been riding with me this whole time and I also know the people that have been jumping in at the last second, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong about that, but just know I know the real ones. All right. So the next question comes over from Ezekiel. Ezekiel's in Irving, mm-hmm. Texas. He wanted to know, what is your favorite Halloween candy? I have so many favorite Halloween candies, Chris. But if I pick one that I, I'll go to first, I have a bag of them, it'll be the uh, Reese, uh, Reese Cup. Okay. That's my favorite. I would say, hmm, it's a tough one. Because obviously I love Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I mean, I can eat those just any day. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's 
pretty much probably a, a, a toss-up between Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and I'll probably say Snicker Bars. I think oh. it would just depend on my it depend on my mood. I remember as a kid when you get them little miniature Snicker Bars and stuff, and you get a couple bites, and all of a sudden they was gone, and I get mad. I'm like, damn, this shit's over already. Uh-uh. I love the little Snicker Bars. Do you, now, do you? I know they get the bites. Would that be the first thing you grab with those Snicker Bites? I'm gonna answer that question in two ways. The first way I'm gonna okay. answer it is thinking back to when I was a kid. Uh-huh. I would just dunk my hand in there and just grab whatever the fuck. <laughs> 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 but now, so like, say for instance, if I go somewhere, like I was at the um, at the store yesterday, and they had little things set up, and the lady was like, "Oh yeah, you can take one if you want." I was like, "No, nah, I'm mm. okay." But then I saw the Snicker bar sitting on top. I'm like, "This is a sign. I need that." So I went ahead and took it. It was like a little bite-sized little sticker bar. I was like, yeah. Uh-huh. So I was like, I'm going to say that for later. So after my workout, that was my little treat to myself. I was thinking about that damn Snicker bar the whole time I was in the gym. I'm like, man, I can't wait to get back outside, boy. Ooh, Snickers are, Snickers is a good one. Actually, I had one the other day. I was coming and grabbing me a Snicker bar and a foul trade Pepsi or something. Candy and pop, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I was, I was, I was drained, man. I've just been humping and stuff, man. I was like, need a little pick-me-up. No, shit, I hear you. It'd be like that, shit. It'd be like that. All right, so the last question comes over from Mike from Charlotte, North Carolina. And Mike wanted to know, is there a Halloween movie that actually scares you? Ooh, Chris? Oh, Candyman. I can say without a shadow of a doubt that one only movie, and I've seen a lot of horror movies, but just something about that Candyman, when it came out, man, I want to say, what, late 80s? If I if I'm right, uh, prayers. I think maybe, I think it's somewhere eighty. It, like maybe. after watching that movie, you know, you go in that bathroom. I ain't even want to look in the mirror. You heard my jokes about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I can say without well, shadow doubt, Candyman is the part. Till this day, the only movie that 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 gets me. Did you all check out the uh, the new Candyman? I didn't. I ain't see it yet. I heard it was decent. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like that original. Okay. It was cool. But I, I tell you one thing, man. Sometimes when they do these remakes, I'm like, yeah, maybe you could have left that one alone. Mm, okay. Gotcha. But I'm going to check it out. But, man. Mm. And, and it's hard. Like you said, the remake is like the original. The original was so good. It's like, man, why do the, why do a remake? But, you know, I get it. If I could say who they what did a, a decent job was was it. The first one. Yes. Uh, the remake, when they remade the first, they did a... A, a good job because the CGI was better and and so it was like okay all right I see yeah that was a good one I actually saw the the second iteration of it at like the drive uh the drive-in okay yeah yeah and so they don't really have a lot of those locally anymore so no. there was this one little spot that was a little bit far out but it was it was decent and um we went to check that thing out I'm telling you I was sitting out there I started locking my damn door I'm like mm. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> well, see, somebody, somebody thought they was funny. Somebody started like letting balloons out. That's why I saw. Oh, uh, okay, okay, like, gotcha. But like, wait, I'm, like, I'm surprised I'm like, you drive up out of there. No, I was like, listen, I'm gonna lock this door real quick. Everybody get in here. I was like, I mm. saw that. I saw that balloon go up. Get that red balloon out of here. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey Prince, I like that in you, man. You saw that? Like, wait, man, uh, uh-uh. uh, this ain't natural. Mm-mm. I'm like, y'all playing. Somebody over here got jokes. Mm. Back to the question, man. Candy, man. That's 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 me right there. 
Okay. Now that's a good one, man. I said for me, it's the uh, The Shining. This okay. is an yeah. iconic movie, iconic one. I remember seeing this as a kid, and I wasn't really supposed to be watching it. So what happened was, some of my cousins they was up in the front room when we was growing up watching uh, TV. So my room was like in that vicinity. So I got up, act like I was trying to just go to the bathroom. And I was able to kind of get like a little bird's eye view of the TV. So I'm just sitting there. They, they don't even know I'm watching. And I'm sitting here watching this damn movie. And then I screamed when some shit happened. And they're like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be in bed. I'm like, yeah. Uh, so, of course, I ain't going to sleep now because that's all in my head is what I saw what was going on uh, on that TV. <laughs> so, that, so that's a movie that even as an adult, like it still gets to me. And so for anybody mm. that don't know that movie, Jack Nicholson's in that movie. And yep. he takes his his wife and his kid to a secluded hotel. But he's driven mad because they got all these evil spirits and stuff in there. But I'm telling you, Jack Nicholson plays that part to perfection. That motherfucker was unhinged in that movie. And that's the shit when I was a kid that I remember when he started going crazy. And I'm telling you, even as an adult, I still go back to that moment as being a child. I mean, I don't know. I probably maybe even wet myself. I don't know. That shit scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Hey, ain't no shame in either, man, because sometimes... When things get you, you just oh, <laughs> had a little accident. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Clean up. Clean up. Yeah, that can happen just by just by driving it. Almost getting into a little wreck or something. Like, ooh, I gotta bring that back again. Yeah, you oh. you're like human nature. It, it, it happens. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. And that's and you know what, Press? You bring up a good point. That's why. Kids shouldn't be exposed to movies or games or whatever the case may be because their mentality, the level where they're at, they're young and impressionable, it, you know, easily to get scared or, or manipulate. So that's why that's why you got the grades of the movie where it's only suitable for this age or this age or this age or whatever. Sure. Be adults or juveniles. So that's, that's a good point, man. As, you know, I remember them days you, you know, you had to go in the room because your parents was watching something you can't watch. Uh-huh. Yep. yep. And, they, and they were like that in my family. They're like, nope, this movie rated R, you can't watch it. Mm-hmm. Or they, they would be like, oh, this PG-13, you can't watch it. I'm sitting up here like, damn, I can't watch shit. All right, damn. fine. Mm-hmm. Guess I'm going to watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit again. That was a dope movie, man. Oh, that's a, <laughs> such a dope movie. Such a dope that's movie. A dope. Patty cake. Patty cake. <laughs> yeah. Patty cake. Yep. That dude flipped the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Thank you guys for these questions. But in the spirit of today's show, we're going to talk about mastering your mindset. So the one thing I will say, Jules, is becoming a master at anything, man, it just requires a laser focus. And just having that awareness and just positive action daily to, you know, achieve any type of goals or, or initiatives that you want in life. And so one of the things for me is, and this is just something that I've been able to apply, man, for since a very early age is just mastering your mindset. because. If you master that mindset, your mind, I mean, it's a powerful thing. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, they don't realize that, Jules. You know, you, you go through life and sometimes some people, they don't take advantage of their opportunities. And a lot of times, the biggest thing that stops people from achieving their goals is their self and also that mindset, man. Man, you know that mindset, Prez, you hit it right on my head when you say that mind is powerful. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, too. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo ass. <laughs> but, man, when we talk about the mindset, it's like, man, what is it, man? It's like the belief that shape how you make sense of the world and yourself. You know, you had to put those two two things, two, two entities together. You know, it, it influences how you think, you feel, you behave. 
in any situation. And when we talking about the mindset, we talking about how we address it and how we go at things on a daily basis. And one thing you have to have control because one thing, if you don't have control of that mind, you just go for anything. You, mm-hmm. you, you'll be dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> my mom, my mom, <laughs> I mean, you know, mom, she got so many things. She was like, she said, boy, if anything, if you don't have control of your emotions or your mind or, or, or discipline, you know what I'm saying? You fall something to fall for anything. But it's so, true. It's true. It's true, so, man. So she tell you, your, your, your mom had a lot of nuggets for you, man. <laughs> man. Well, I think my brothers and I, we be, you know, we coming up, be doing stupid stuff, man. <laughs> she, she be she be getting at us, man. And, but you know the killing part about those years stuff, years uh, of things that she would say, and just man, it it's funny because back then you don't even okay, mom, all right, but it speaks volumes to today, and we're talking about years, <laughs> decades. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's just embedded in your in, in my mind and. and and it's stuff what I use today. No, I mean, that's, that's, it's very important, man. I mean, I even think back to me, I would say some of my younger years definitely put me in a position that I'm in today. But then also, too, I think it also took me, Jules, to kind of figure out where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do in life. And some of the things that I've learned just looking back on some of the success that I've had, whether it was in sports when we were coming up, whether mm-hmm. it's been in a professional environment and business, it's just been my mindset. It's just been that attitude to just want to just be great at something. But that stuff doesn't happen by osmosis. And I think a lot of times people don't take a step back to like really think about why it is that they want to be successful, but then also what it takes to be successful. Not only just in what you do every day, but just man, being successful in life. You know, that, that shit means something. And the mind. That's why I want to take this time of this episode with you guys, audience, today and talk to you guys about the mind because that shit holds the power to any Mm -hmm. sort of success that you want in your life. And you can't be successful without having that mindset. And also, too, for me, my mindset has always been about growth, going for it, building for it, doing more. And that's powerful. And I think for me, that's just something I've been able to do over the course of my adult life is just having that growth mindset, developing that growth mindset. And then also too, being able to share that with other people. But at the same time, some people in this world, they got to want it. They can't, you can't want something more for someone else than they want for themselves. True. And we've seen so many examples in this world that we, we, we're going to talk about in, in our curtain call. There's so many phenomenal people. When I think about mindset, I think about Kobe Bryant. That's one of the Biggest oh, man. examples, man. And, and that's somebody right there. Even though he didn't live a long life, gone very soon at 41, he got the most out of those 41 years, brother. Because I'm telling you, there's people that live twice as long as him and don't leave that legacy, don't make that type of impact, Jules. <laughs> man, hey, Kobe was, he had an interview. He said, man, if Shaq had his mindset, he said, man, we probably had it. I forgot how many rings he said. He said he would have had maybe 12 of them things. <laughs> but vision is a part of it. And if you don't see it for yourself, that it, it, then it's not going to work. You won't succeed. You won't progress. You won't move forward. You'll stay stuck, stagnant. And you got to have that mindset to say, I'm not going to live like this. This is what I'm, I'm achieved. This is what uh, my goals are. If you want to start, if you want to predict the future, you got to start working at it. You got to put your boots on, grab your lunch pail, 
your hard hat, like Stacey King like to say, and go, work. <laughs> <laughs> and go to work, man. That's the only way you're going to do it. Battles won. They won in the mind first. Well, That's it, how it, powerful it, it is. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> and, and I would say, too, man, so many people talk about wanting to create a better life for themselves, for their family, but they don't take the time to see what needs to happen with that because personal development, that was one of the keys for me when I was a young adult. Just taking that inventory and just understanding myself, where it is I wanted to go and what I had to do to get there. And also believing in myself, believing that I had that ability and that capability of growing and doing whatever I wanted to do. And choose. I know this for you, just like you know this for me. We're the type of cast, man. We don't make excuses. If we want something, we go out there and mm-hmm. get it. And that's the thing that people have to realize. You got to have belief in yourself. Now, when we answered that question for that gentleman that's talking about starting his podcast, uh-huh. the first thing I told him is, don't let people talk you out of your dreams and your goals. That starts with having that mindset. Don't let people pull, put their finger in your face and tell you that you shouldn't or you can't do something. Fuck them. <laughs> it starts with you. If you mm-hmm. know where you want to go, then you do what it needs to take. Like Jewel said, put on them damn boots and, and march <laughs> left, march right. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> can't be complacent. I think a lot of people, far as they want to do things, but far as they, they, they're scared to. I think mm-hmm. fear has to do it. That's control the mind, too. Uh, you know, prayers for me, my faith, which is everything to me, it dictates what I do. If I'm afraid of something, well, I know that because of my faith, God hasn't given me that spirit of fear, but he gave me a spirit of power. Mm. Now, if it's something like, uh, if I'm trying to get this position, I don't have to worry about that person that, that, that interviewing me because I know that God can open up doors that no man can, can close. So Ooh, that's you, how it works. You you spitting, bro. Yeah. So that's that's that that's how that's my, my mentality is. It's not a more of a, a worldly, it's a spiritual mindset, is what I have. Um, and, and 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 that's important, Jules, because I would say this for for myself. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't share that specific viewpoint that you have. However, bro, that's the way my grandmother, my mom, they 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 that's how they move. And I I can see it in them. There's certain situations where they're unflappable, and you can just tell that comes from a different place. And to hear you say that, it, it hit me. I was like, yeah, dude, I, I know what you're talking about. I seen it. <laughs> so. <laughs> because pray, I ain't gonna lie, this is is it, people can see it. It's different out here. The world is changing, it's changing fast. And I don't know what's the future gonna bring, but I know the future gonna be bright for me because again, I he gives he gives me more than enough. He, you know what I'm saying, he anointed my cup. And you feel it into an overflow. So I'm not worried. And that's that's where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Yes, <laughs> not sir. to be on here, not to be on here preaching, but I'm just giving an example. That's where my mindset is at. No, listen, bro. There's somebody out here that's listening to the words that you write that you said there, and they felt that. Cause I felt that. So no, it ain't like that you on here preaching. It's not like you get on here and, and you telling people, oh, you gotta believe and see things the way you just telling your story, you telling your truth. Mm-hmm. So shit. Let that shit go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <All right>, cool. Because <laughs> I was just going to say, for me, you know, it's, it's a little different. But at the same time, I don't think it is different because it's, it's still, even though I came up in the church and even though that I've had a lot of that influence around me, even though I may not walk a certain way, 
man, that shit's still in you. So oh, yeah. it, it's probably a part of probably how I move the way I move. I just probably don't realize it, Jules. <laughs> oh no, man, because you know, you brought up your 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 grandpa, your grandmother, your mom, you know, they direct, they 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 brought you up in a way and where that path, you, you ain't gonna get derailed from it. You know what I'm saying? There might be some 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 turns and some some lefts and rights, but you ain't gonna get you ain't gonna be derailed from it. So right, like I said, it's always with you. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then I also want people to realize that, okay, our mind, we is it, no different. And this is why we talk about so much on the show about children and how they're impressionable and how it's important mm-hmm. for us to make sure that we are teaching them the right way and leading them correctly. Because the mind, if that shit goes untrained, you are in a world of trouble. Man, you, you, you open yourself to anything, you be gullible. You gullible, but then also, too, you get stuck in patterns that you don't want to get stuck into. We've talked about a lot of these negative things on this show. Yep. Whether you start doing shit out here that is affecting yourself, but most of the time, Jules, it ends up affecting other people as well. So, yep. So, and yep. that's why I say it's very important for us to make sure that we have the correct mindset because it ain't just yourself that you're fucking up. You got people around you that are dependent on you to make sure in this world that you are executing and you're doing things to your best capabilities. You hit on something there where what you're doing is, like you said, it's not for yourself, but also it can affect other people. But also we'll talk about how if you don't have discipline or the right, you know, teaching or and you're learning and you're developing that mindset, somebody else will have control over you. So that's why you fight. And we see a couple of people, we see people that's out here now getting into a situation and they look up and they say, man, what the hell, what the hell happened? Mm-hmm. How did I get here? And it may not be your fault. It would probably just be the environment you, you was brought up in, or it just could be your fault. You'd be doing some dumb stuff. I can raise my hand to it. Um, <laughs> you can, I mean, you get caught up in some things and because of your mindset, you find yourself on money, you find yourself in jail, you find yourself on people, you find yourself trying to find work or trying to get back in school, trying to learn, you know, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, trying to get ahead. But it, it can be, and it can be different if, you know, if that mind, if you had a better, better frame of mind. Yeah. And Jules, I mean, you actually really, really took that to the next level because when I was thinking through what you were saying that you're so right about that because there's so many people will see the symptoms of it. People sit here and you've said it to me. I've said it to you. We'll talk about, oh man, I'm feeling stressed out. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But that's on us because that's us allowing whatever situation to put us in that type of feeling. That's us. And we control our own destiny, our own emotions and this and that. So when something's out of balance, we have to put in the work and we got to do the work extra hard to make sure that we're putting ourselves in that correct mindset so that we're not allowing things to get us out of whack. We're not, we're not allowing things to get us stressed out. Like it's very important, like what you're doing right now, you're taking that time. You guys bought that lake house. You've been so relaxed and Zen this week. And I see a difference in you, bro. That's sometimes we got to do that. We got to unplug a little bit and get our mind right. Oh man. I, you know what, if people, if y'all don't take anything from this, this episode here, take one thing, you got to unplug. You have to unplug because that is essential. Man, this life right here can beat you down. And 
you'll find yourself stressed out. Stress equals depression. Depression equals more things. I don't want to get into it, but it happens because of the way of life. And you definitely need to unplug and, and, and get off the grid and kind of refresh and rejuvenate and, and decompress because it's hard out here. And if you don't take care of yourself, life won't. So it's just going to pass you by, bro. Yeah. So that's uh, so that's a big one as far as getting, you know, unplugging and getting decompressed. Yeah, Jules, because when you started talking through some of the stuff that you have been dealing with at work, same thing for me. And what I took from that conversation and the reason why all this Jules and I are doing this episode is this is kind of he and I kind of like pulling back the curtain on ourselves and some of the things that we've been doing because I was checking my own fuel up and I know your shit was low. And that's something that you got to make sure that you keep in that fuel as close as you can to being on full. Because, man, you can't let this world drain you. You cannot. And when I talk about fuel, audience, I'm talking about fueling your mind with positive thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's too much negativity in this world. Let that shit be. That fucking fuel gauge, that determines everything in this world. And for me, I try to fuel my mind with as many positive thoughts and actions as I can. And I know that it's not easy. And I know there's people that's going to be listening to this saying, but man, you know, I got this going on and I got that going on. Mm-hmm. But as Jules said, we don't get more and what we're able to fucking overcome. My grandmother used to always say that. She's like, look, there is nothing somebody's going to put in front of me that I can't figure it out. You know, mm. she's like, I can't. And I would look at her when she would say that kind of stuff, Jules, and I'm like, man. I was like, boy, that's some determination right there, man. I was a young kid listening to her talk like that. And you know what? That shit did pass down to me because you know how I operate with stuff like that. Ain't nobody going to tell me I can't do something. I look at anything and I say, well, why not me? Man, what man, Fred? Hey, you hit on the head there, boy. Because <laughs> what you're doing, what I be talking to you, and, and the things you're doing, your work and, and, and other personal life, podcasting, and hey, everything, man. Rolls Royce, man, dude. <laughs> man, you be you be doing it, man. <laughs> hey man, you be handling your business, man. But hey, listen, that's that people. That's what we talking about. We talking about man. You, we talking about the mindset. Listen, it's not rocket science. It's simple, but it's hard. Yeah, so, no, it's, so, it's true. It's true. But you so know, what, it, but you know mm-hmm. what, Jules? I got a simple thing that that kind of helps me out when I run into situations like this. Okay, and it's something that people have heard out here before. And I write this on my laptop. This is written in my studio that I podcast that of. And it's written in my home. I can, I will, I must. Mm -hmm. That's my mentality. I can, I will, I must, and I will do it. And I just want people to think about that. Your mind, that positivity, that you saying, you know what? This is what I want for myself, and I'm going to go out there and do it. Do it. There's nothing stopping you. There's so many people in this world that I look and they become millionaires, right? Uh-huh. Yep. And all it is is that person had an idea. They executed on that idea, but they didn't let anything stop them. They didn't let negativity get in their way. They surrounded themselves by the right people. And that's something that Jules and I talk about in this show. Your inner circle. It don't matter about how many people you're friends with or how many people that you know. Just make sure that those people that are around you are the right people. That's your right wolf pack. And that's one thing that I'm very, very focused on here in this life is having the right people connected to me. Because if you ain't connected to the right people, you ain't connected to nothing. Ain't that the truth? That's why it was, um, 
far as the, at the job, there was a charge that gang members who get out of jail, they cannot surround themselves with the with other gang members because they'll just go back to doing what they've been doing. So when you said that you must surround yourself with positive people, that right there is a big piece of the key. Influence, success surrounds themselves with success. That's all. If you get somebody that's slacking, you're going to be, nine times in 10, you're going to be slacking. Yeah. Um, I mean, if somebody's not doing something, not, not having anything going for them, no dreams, no ambition, no drive, no goals, then you hang around that person a lot of times, then where's your mindset going to be at? It's going to be the same thing with that person there. That's why that's, you must surround yourself. Man, you must surround yourself with positive people. And then also people that, that have your best interests. Because you mm-hmm. might you may have people there who want to see you just who want to see you down, don't want to see you success. Don't want to see mm. you talk that talk. Man, so it's very important. That's another thing where you gotta have. That's why some of the millionaires and billionaires are so headstrong. They ain't get there just willy-nilly and just lack of their exposure. No, they they was damn near stubborn on that mindset. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That you couldn't tell them nothing. It's either their way or no way at all. <laughs> you know. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's but, almost like they look at life and, and the different conditions in life and they're just hostile to just being <laughs> mediocre. They're hostile to mediocrity. Yeah, that's and how Kobe was. He sure was. He was maniacal. <laughs> you know? That's MJ. Yes, sir. Man. Yes, sir. You, you got to think about some of these guys now. Some people may say, oh, man, well, you know, Michael Jordan, he wasn't the, the, the best person and this and that. But I'm looking at what he did in his craft and what he's been able to achieve in his life. And I say, shit, I think he's had a fucking phenomenal life. And I'm not here to judge what somebody's doing in their personal life, but I'll tell you one thing. When I think of Kobe and I think of Mike, I think of greatness. I think of excellence. I think of executing at the highest of levels. Man. Oh, man. In order to get to, <laughs> in order to, get to that status, that's, a, that's how you have to be, man. Because, man, in order to be the best, you got to go in a different Turn into like a super saiyan, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so you got you got change, you got switch gears and change levels, man. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I would say this too, just for anybody that's listening to to these words, I want you guys to ask yourself. Just think about it as I talk through this with you, real quick. Are you living and are you learning every day? I talk about this all the time on this show. That's some of the things that I'm always striving to. I want to learn something different every day. I talked to you guys recently about the fact that I've learned how to edit content and podcasts. That was a skill set that I didn't have earlier in the year. That's something I sat down. I taught myself how to do. I taught myself how to build a website. There's all type of things that I've been doing because why depend on someone else to do these things when I can sit down, figure it out, and do it? But that takes that mindset and that determination to be able to do so. You know, there's people, and I'm not saying this for the audience, but I'm saying there's people that I see that don't have an open mind. My mind is always open and is willing to learn, mm-hmm. Jules. There's some mm-hmm. people that their mind is closed off. So guess what that does? It keeps you stagnant. And that person is resistant to doing anything outside of their comfort zone. I thrive on being uncomfortable. We had a guest on this show a couple episodes ago, how she said how she loves to be uncomfortable. Now, there were some people that hit us up and it was like, damn, they felt that. But that's how you have to be in this world. Because when you're comfortable, that means you're complacent. When you're complacent, that means you're stuck in neutral. Mm. And you ain't going forward. <laughs> no. Nah. Like you said, friends, you, you have to be in this life long learner. Long learner. No matter how old you are, always willing to learn something new. 
keeping your mind active and engaging, reading and growing, expanding your knowledge, your skills, your attitude, enriching your life. I mean, you know, you have to have a, I heard, uh, I listen to, I listen to a lot of motivational speeches, uh, speakers. And one cat in particular was like, once you leave this world, you should leave like a library of your, of your, or your thoughts and your dreams and your visions. You should leave a library for someone else to take a look at and get inspired, you know, and get it inspired by and help that person out if they need, it. you know, cause coaching and conferences, you know, that keeps the brain working. I mean, you always got to be thinking and, and moving because you stop using something, you lose it. That's right. That's and right. that's what next, uh, what the future, what the future can hold. Your future can be a brighter future. If you, Keep moving that way and keep learning, keep growing and keep keep advancing and, and and progressing. And also, too, to piggyback off of that, I want to talk about people's emotions. Mm. Now, this mm-hmm. is something else that a lot of people in this world have to do a better job of. We're seeing it every day with a lot of the fighting. We talk about the toxicity of social media, some of that cancer culture behavior, and also some of the behaviors of the people that make people want to cancel them. So we also have to be better and managing our emotions. Because if we're so quick to want to fight somebody, we're so quick to want to argue and be negative with somebody, that's also another thing that's holding you back. That ain't no positive mindset. You're negative, and all you're going to do is be in this place of negativity. And we are not learning how to resolve conflict with other people when we're so quick to fly into a rage and an effect. Mm. Well, you're on discipline. You're on discipline. You don't know how to... You don't know how to uh build things in and and when there's when there's conflict you know as a human being right you can handle things without without popping off like people like want to say you know something happened you can always talk about it you know but we in this as you said you said right now we in this world where people want to just just get out of body and over the little stuff mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. little stuff yep Yep. You, you see it every day on the news, on the, 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 the newspaper or the, on your phone, you get news flashes. It needs to be a class on how to deal with things in a civilized manner. You know, I tell people at work all the time when there's a difference of opinion and people want to fight and yell. We ain't, we ain't getting nowhere this way. Mm-hmm. You know, what's, what's, the, what's the actual problem? Let's talk about it like human beings. Like we all grown here. You get that from kids. Babies, babies don't know how to handle. You know that's why they cry and stuff. Babies because they don't they don't learn that that skill yet. But if you right. a grown person acting like a damn kid, then yeah, come on. Mm-hmm. And to piggyback off of that, because you're right, because the kids they don't know how to communicate their thoughts. Mm-hmm. As grownups, we're supposed to have those tools to be able to communicate those thoughts. But guess what? Sometimes us grownups out here, we worse than the goddamn kids. <laughs> Well, you're right about that, man. (laughs) And one of the things that I implore people to do, and this is something, Jules, I love how you brought up the fact that you listen to motivational speakers. I do as well. Now, some people will think, oh, motivational speakers, these people are corny. They they just out here, they just taking people's money and they're telling you all these gimmick stuff. Well, whatever you believe is what you believe. But I choose to listen to somebody that's talking about something that's going to help me. Mm -hmm. And there was this one motivational speaker. He did a seminar for us at my current job. And he talked about the fact that each of us, we're the director and the film star of our life. Come on, man. So he said, you could rewrite your script at any time. So you know what I took from that, Jules? In my own life, I said, all right, Prince, are you driving towards your dreams or are you driving away from them? Audience, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you could tell 
what my answer to that question was, because there's nothing in this world that I don't think that I can't do. If I say, Jules, next year, these are my three goals for myself. By the end of that year, I'm going to check every one of those damn goals off. See, that's when you take control over your destiny. So many people use that term. It's an overused term because not actually, there's not a lot of people that actually do that. But we can't. We're the person that's in control of that vehicle. And Jules is talking about that Rolls Royce. Well, we all have our Rolls Royces in this world. <laughs> yes, sir. You that driver. Yes, You're sir. the one that's responsible for getting yourself from point A to point B. Go ahead and do that. And if you don't like a certain way or aspect of your life, you can change it. Change your script. Change your narrative. I tell a lot of people I come across, you know you don't have to be in this situation, right? You can always flip the script. Yeah, but this, no, but nothing. Now, I can understand you might need a little help to get things in motion. You might need help that way. But there's nothing to stop you from saying, you know what, I'm not going to live like this anymore. Sometimes being at the bottom is a solid foundation, and the only way you can go up is, is, is up. That's the only way you can go. <laughs> I'm like, listen, you can get out of this situation you just don't want to, or you can't see it, or maybe I'm here to tell you that, or maybe somebody else can help you, or this and that. But there's always another way. Always, always. And before we get out of here, Jules, and this is something that you and I talk about a, a lot on this show, and this is something that drives both of us. And my thing is, Having that positive mindset, being that positive example to people in my family, people around me, but also people that I don't even know, because that's helping to make this world a better place. A lot of the things that we talk about in the show all centers around making things better, leaving this world better than we found it, right? And mastering your mindset. This basically is one of the biggest and most important things you could do, because not only can it help yourself, but it can help other people. You can help people through that positivity because when you're in a positive place, then you're putting yourself in positions that otherwise you wouldn't be in. There's people out here that listen to this podcast, and that's something that is going to be helping them to get better in certain aspects of their life. I've had so many people that are hit us up, Jules, and they'll say, oh, my God, like this one episode you did on the real estate, man, I, mm-hmm. I went and bought my own first house. Or this mm-hmm. one episode you guys did on understanding my why. It made me refocus and recenter myself. Those are things that we take pride in on this show. This is a show that we're very thoughtful about what we say and what we do. But because we do everything with purpose on pulling back the curtain. Jules, going to hit him with that curtain call, bruh. President's curtain call goes out to Michael Phelps. This is someone that had an incredible desire not to lose and a desire to accomplish something that had never been done before in Olympic history. This is what drove Phelps during those grueling years from selling goals that were next level to showing up every day and putting in more work than the competition. Mr. Phelps, President I am pulling back the Curtain Podcast family. Appreciate all your hard work. Jules, thanks for that curtain call. Shout out to you, Michael Phelps. As always, you can find this podcast on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Deezer, or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate your continued support of the show. Without you, we wouldn't be. We're the Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast. Thanks for listening. Peace.